Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Car Thoughts with David, episode number 63. And thank you, thank you, thank you. I am so grateful for all of you that listen to the show. I can't thank you enough. It's really fantastic to uh, to have you be here and listening every day with me. So thank you. And please, uh, if you do not mind, go to your respective podcasting service and if they allow the opportunity for reviews, please, you know, give me a review, um, you know, with iTunes, if you do not mind going to iTunes and giving the show a review, um, all I ask is for the five stars in the comments field, just put what type of car you have, how many miles, what color it is, um, or say following instructions as I heard on, uh, some other podcasts because Apple's algorithm doesn't care about what you say all it cares about is the five stars and you know that'll help me move up in the rankings where when people are looking for a new podcast to listen to they might accidentally stumble upon mine so um so thank you guys so much for doing that i appreciate it i have seen reviews coming in uh on itunes i'm actually rated as a five uh you know where it actually shows up that i have reviews now before it was you do not have enough reviews for a for a rating so so thank you guys and um what i want to talk about today is just um you know is 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 uh you know living and uh you know having a a balance in your life and and not forgetting to spend time with your family and uh, that's what I'm getting ready to do. Um, you know, I've been working a ton of overtime at work. Um, you know, I don't really, really need the overtime money um, as much, but I'm just doing it because we've got all these huge projects. We're in the middle of a Windows 10 migration, as are almost every single major company <laughs> in the U.S., um, because I don't know if you're looking at IT jobs, uh, one thing that's been all over the place on every job board I've seen are jobs for contractors to do Windows 10 migrations, because everybody's scrambling to get them knocked out, um, even, you know, because most people are playing on, you know, just meandering towards them and doing it as like a waterfall event. Um, up until support ends on Windows 10 to get everybody kind of just so they're not killing themselves uh, trying to get it done. And then all of a sudden, Microsoft made some announcements and everybody started freaking out. And then next thing you know, what was, oh, you've got a year and a half to finish your Windows 10 migrations, went to, oh, you have two months to finish your Windows 10 migrations. And like I said, this is not unique to where I work. There are many, many, many companies. There are probably many IT people out there just as exhausted, if not more, than I am. Because <laughs> I've been working over 20 to, I think, my top week so far. I worked like 34 hours of overtime. Um, and you might think, well, why are you working all this overtime? Why are you killing yourself if you don't need the money? Um, well... It's about uh, several several factors. Money is not the only thing I look at. You know, like 
like you guys know from listening to my show, I always look at the numbers. I look at the math. I look statistically at it. And, you know, my goal is not just to make the money. It's to have longevity when promotions come around for that. Um, When uh, other opportunities to volunteer on much more glamorous projects, like last year I was at a posh ski lodge for a week, uh, being the sole IT person for a conference. Um, you know, who doesn't love that? I'm in this super nice hotel in Utah, just, you know, enjoying life while my, my buddies are sitting in the office answering phone calls and stuff and just not having any fun at all, (laughs) you know, and I'm enjoying, you know, staying at a ski lodge that there's no way in heck I could, I would ever spend that much money on a hotel, (laughs) you know? Uh, but it was a really fun experience. So when I volunteer for this type of stuff and I work my butt off, my boss respects that and says, you know, and this is, this is the secret. And this is something that my, my, a lot of my coworkers don't understand. Um, and it's fine if you don't want to be that guy, but they, they wonder why they don't get picked to go to these conferences. And it's because, I'm sitting there every time an opportunity comes to volunteer, whatever it is, no matter what it is, I volunteer. So my boss sees that, respects that, and puts me higher on the list of priority for other projects that might be more desirable because I've earned my spot there. Not to mention when it comes time for layoffs. And, you know, with automation being what it is, and I've talked about this previously, um, you know, in other podcast episodes, when automation starts picking up, you're not going to need as many people to do the jobs. So, you know, when an inevitable IT layoff comes down the road, and I hope it doesn't come for many, many years, I hope I've already left and am run, successfully running my business by that time. But when that happens, I don't want to be one of the guys who gets like, laid off and that's been my goal with every every job I've ever had and I've been through several layoffs several layoffs in different companies I've worked for and I was never the guy that was laid off when I left the company it was me it was my choosing I went to the um, you know whoever whatever requisite person whether it be my manager uh, the human resources department uh, one time that I quit because all of the people above me um, had actually quit their jobs. Um, so my next managerial step to go to to put in my two-week notice was the VP of Information Technology Services. And I was like, you know, I'd stay, but I need a promotion. I'm doing the job of the manager and the team lead and doing my job and training new hires and picking up responsibilities from other departments because other people have left IT recently. I need a promotion. And he's like, you know, I can't. They won't approve it, you know. And I'm like, dude, you're the VP. I mean, come on. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just, I told, and I told him, I said, I've got another job. You know, I've got this coming up. And, um, 
you know, I'm ready to, to move into that role. But if you can, you know, and I gave him a shot, you know, I wasn't going to just ditch him. You know, if he was going to say, well, you know, I'll give you the, the manager job and, you know, you've been doing it anyway, you've been doing a fine job, I would have stayed. So, you know, but since he couldn't, I was working, you know, almost 40 hours a week of overtime just so I could keep up with all the different hats I had to wear. And, um, you know, it was, uh, it was getting tough and, you know, so my other job offer was going to be paying me more than I was making with the overtime to, uh, to do a lot less. Um, you know, I would, I would be kind of running my own ship because I was a managed uh, resource, but I wouldn't have had to put in all the crazy overtime and all that stuff, you know, so it wasn't less work per se. It was just less hours, you know, getting the same money for less hours. So, so yeah, so I eventually left that and, um, but you know, we left on good terms and actually he mentioned several times that he'd love to have me back. He, he, uh, you know, just couldn't open a position, you know, cause the problem, the mistake that we made all of us on the team is whenever they were like, oh, okay, well this person left, we need you guys to take up the responsibilities of this. Um, well, you know, we look for someone else. We did it. And then the company was like, oh, wait, they can all do all of this work? Why did we need this many people again? And so they just kept taking people out of the budget. They kept taking money out of the budget for other stuff. And, you know, so it eventually got to the point where we were running on, for the entire support side, four people for a, you know, company that spread all across the United States and then on the back end side and you know, the people that support all the systems and the functionality the network and all that there were also four people and one contractor so we had a department running a multinational corporation that had uh, locations based all over the United States and a few overseas running and the entire the entire IT department was nine people the entire IT department was nine people <laughs> it's like oh sorry there was one guy in Austin so ten people the entire IT department was ten people f- supporting like six thousand users across the United States and it was like okay so, yeah, but originally when I first started working there, it was like 16 people. And so, you know, we were all able to easily, you know, work through our goals and our job that day without having to work tons of overtime. And then it just the overtime kept building, the overtime kept building, because I was like, I don't have enough hours in the day, in my work day, to complete all the things I have to get done. You know, like I said, I was doing my regular job. I was in the middle of renovating and rebuilding our ticketing system. Um, I was, you know, helping out with the uh, iPhone ordering because we had to find a vendor to get iPhones through. I was working a deal 
with a new computer supplier vendor because we were not happy with our current computer supplier vendor because they were constantly late. When we called them, they didn't answer, things like that. But the guys who delivered our computers to us from these people had actually started doing this independently as well. And I said, get us some prices, get us some quotes, and we'll, we'll consider it. And I ended up saving the company over $30,000 in, in the year. <clears throat> in the first year, I saved them over $30,000 uh, in expenses. And, you know, I thought, okay, I'm doing all this work. You know, I've been approached about another job. I'm going to go talk to my direct manager, who, like I said, was the VP of uh, of information technology and he said yeah sorry i can't i don't have it in the budget and uh i said okay well i've got another job i said i'm i'm about a week or two out from having this the new site completed i'll finish that you know as far as for the ticketing system and uh and that'll be that you know i i hate to do it i love working here i've had a lot of great experiences you're a great boss um you know i love the team but you know, I've got to go where it makes sense for me and my family. You know, I can't, you know, I haven't seen my wife in, in months. You know, I see her a day here, a day there. But for the most part, I haven't really been able to spend time with her in months. And that's what's important. It's, a, it's about, you know, doing what's right for you. So if you need to move on from a job, find the other job and move on. You know, if it's not giving you time with your family. And, of course, I'm doing these projects right now. You know, just simply because I want to make sure that my job security is secure for my family. Uh, but at the same time, you know, we're going to be at Disney World pretty soon for a week and uh, enjoying that. And so that's where the money will come in. That'll be money for knickknacks and, um, you know, it's food and wine festival. So for food and different stuff. So, you know, for me, it's more about the the reputation I'm building with my job and uh and then the money's just extra you know it's just like okay well I've got this extra let's go have fun and do that so I guess that's I, I don't really know that I intended to talk about this stuff today but that's my lesson is, is you know go out there and, and if you want to move up in the company you're in show them that you are willing to do you know, the work to make them consider you, you know, that's something I've always tried to do is, is prove to them like, Hey, you know, there should be no question in your mind when you see all these applicants and you see me, you should put me to the side and be like, okay, he's definitely on the list. Okay. Now let's go through the rest. And that's the way I've always tried to work. And that's the lesson I would share with you guys is try and make sure that at your job, if you're willing to move up and excel within where you're working, be that guy who volunteers. Be that guy that goes above and beyond. When the boss asks for, for somebody to run a project, volunteer for it. You know, whatever it is. I mean, and it's not just limited to IT jobs. I was, I did that at, in when I worked in retail, when I was at Toys R Us, when I was at Target. You know, when I was at Toys R Us, I was a shelf stalker, and I just ran around, and I had so much fun playing with the toys and just interacting with the guests that I eventually got made the uh, head cashier. And then when 
the lady who did all of the uh, the deposits and the money management for the location uh, had to go out on medical leave. My boss came to me and says, David, you're doing such a good job at head cashier. I know you're really smart. How would you like to, um, you know, do this job and take over for her while she's out on medical leave? And I was like, yeah, sure. Cool. Yeah, no problem. I can do that. And so she trained me for a couple of days, and then she went out on medical leave for six months, and I did all of the, the cash management for the store. And then during Christmas season, by the way, I mean, I had daily deposits numbering in the $200,000 in cash in a tiny little Toys R Us in Gastonia, North Carolina. You know, $200,000 in cash a day deposits and I did so well at that my boss offered me a, a, a managerial role you know because he was moving up because his boss had moved on to another location and they were like yeah we'd like to have you as an assistant manager and so I said okay well I'll consider it what's the what's the stuff and he says well the only downside of the job is from Thanksgiving until January 15th, you have to work seven days a week open to close. He said it pays $40,000 a year, which back then, you know, keep in mind, I was working for minimum wage. I was making like seven fifty an hour. Um, so 40000 would have been a huge pay increase. But when he said that, I was like, you know what? Jeff, I appreciate that, but I just don't know if I could give up three months of my life, you know, and do nothing but be at work from open to close every single day. I don't know if I could make that sacrifice. But the fact that I was considered, that was the important part. I worked the hardest. I was first in, last out, you know. Any projects came up, I volunteered for. So it doesn't matter where you are. You can excel and shine and do those things regardless. So with that in mind, I want to leave you guys with that. Um, like I said, I'm not even 100% sure I intended to talk about this stuff, but, you know, it's called Car Thoughts for a reason. It's whatever pops up in my head that I'm thinking about when I hit the record button. So thank you guys so much for listening. I will catch you tomorrow. And like I said, we've got some interviews coming up soon that I'm excited about and as everything gets solidified um, and done, I will definitely let you guys know. So with that, Car Thoughts out. Hey everybody, David here from Car Thoughts with David, and I just wanted to share some information with you. You guys have heard me talk about finding your way, finding your path, and starting your journey. Well, if you have decided that you want to start your own podcast, you might be thinking, well, David, that's great, but what do I do? How do I do this? You know, what works, what doesn't work, right? Well, I wrote a book. Because you can go back and find my episodes where I talk about all this stuff and listen to them. And that's all well and good. But sometimes it's easier just to have it in print where you can just see it, right? So, I wrote the book called Introduction to Podcasting. Lessons learned, lessons shared. You can pick it up on Amazon on Kindle for 99 cents. Less than a dollar. What? That's crazy, right? Less than a dollar, you can pick it up on Kindle. 
if you like to have a print book in your hands and you just like the way it feels and trust me i'm looking at this book right now it's really well printed i love kindle publishing you can pick it up for five dollars and fifty cents so you can have a physical copy where you can take notes where you can you know keep stuff for quick reference while you're working on creating that awesome epic podcast that i know you're capable of creating so by all means if you're looking for ways you're looking for advice introduction to podcasting lessons learned lessons share is the book for you thank you guys and i could not do any of this without your support so when i say thank you i mean it thank you